brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is the 15th of January, the day that international players can sign, and a lot of those guys have signed and making big-time money. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk fantasy baseball because I'm here with my good buddy, Tim McLeod. Tim, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely great. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today. We've got... Uh, a lot of a lot of ground to uh, to cover and very interesting ground. Okay, <laughs> right. that's a pretty funny way to say it. So, segment <laughs> first segment is news and notes. We'll talk about Trevor yeah. Story, Montas, Cup signing, Trey Mancini, etc. And then I just have a random question: Who's getting saves in in Dodgerland? I'm not sure. I'm hoping you yeah. know. Uh, second segment, first base. We're doing our preview of first base, and then Tim, I promise we are going to get to segment three if we have to be on this call forever. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to that. But before we get started, can I take control, okay? Uh-oh. Of, it's uh, never good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never good. Yes, no, I, can I take con- control over the uh, operations of the noise that you bring to this wonderful podcast on a regular basis? And can you give yourself, because I can't, a 0.0? 0. 0. 
Yes, I just did, Tim. Zero. So uh, Tim is referring <laughs> nice to that I uh, I selected Cody Sing, uh, Cody Singh. I actually didn't know his name was spelled the way it was spelled. Uh, it's got an extra O in it. I, I wouldn't have thought that, uh, his first name. But I drafted him, Tim, in my yes. NFBC draft and hole. Would you like me to tell you where I drafted him? Yes. I, I What I'd like to know is... Where you drafted him, and I'm I'm assuming why I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to know why, who, what, where, and who you had uh, who you had picked before him. I'm I'm curious here because I know as a rule you shy away from the first year Asian players. Um, yeah, I do. Um, but I I, I think. Cody Singh, it might be different. It, it could, first of all, it could all be your fault, right? Because it could be, right. I've I've not listened to anybody else talk about Cody Singa, um, but I have listened to you talk about him. I know he's very accomplished. Uh, I know he throws hard, has the splitter, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Right. And I just felt like, you know, it was, it was, it was a down around the, uh, see other guys going around his area were Jose, Jose Lazardo, Pablo Lopez, Freddie Peralta, Charlie Morton, Dustin May. I was thinking about taking Dustin May. I didn't. Uh, right. Jeffrey Springs, John Gray, those kind of guys. And I just thought he's going to play on a great team. If yeah. he's just an average pitcher, maybe I would have rather had Dustin May. But Dustin May wasn't great when he came back from Tommy John surgery. So I debated it and i'm thinking you know in the end i just said what the hell i want to i want to have him on my team and if he does right. so and then i'm thinking here's the two scenarios i was actually thanking tim i'm okay. i'm as as now a proud guy that the, uh, an owner i roster him i, I want him to do well but right. do i want him to do well what i think i really want is for me to do well on my team in spite of Cody Singa, because then I can like destroy you all season long. <laughs> so, oh, that's, so, that is, that so is there, mean, cruel. And it is. It is absolutely very, oh. very, very dark. So, but I, now I will pay a lot more attention to him because he haven't won a fantasy league. So I'll be checking the stats, and when he pitches, I'm hoping he pitches well. But if he doesn't, there's a win there too, Timmy. Because then I get to come on the air and go. You know what Cody Singer did last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a win-win. McLeod, you got to lose-lose in front of you here. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, exactly. i got to find some way to, to make this work. I'm going to have my hands full. Uh, who did you who did you pick before Singer as far as starting pitchers? That's All right, I'm so thinking. I have, uh, as, as we know, because we were on the air when I made these pick, uh, I took Christian Javier and Alec Manoa. Um, mm-hmm. Then I took uh, Scott Barlow as my uh, closer. Okay. Then I took – this was – I mean, I hemmed and hauled on this because there was a lot of good starting pitchers still mm-hmm. on the board. And this is a kid that I've not been all that high on, but mm-hmm. I really like the team he's on. I liked what he did last year. He throws strikes, throws really hard, and that is George Kirby. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at okay. high strikeout rates with my first three guys. Then I went right. with another closer, Timmy, just because it's the NFBC with Alexis right. Diaz. Mm-hmm. And then it was... Who's going to be my fourth pitcher? And it's Cody Singa. 
solid. I like it as a number four. I was hoping you weren't going to say number three. Number four, I'm 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 liking the odds that the abuse will be kept to a minimal. How's that? Yeah, it's not. I mean, hey, that's uh, that's part of the fun, Timmy. I mean, it's like you know, we got to have something to talk about because you right. know I don't mean any of it, so it's kind of don't mean any of it. So it's like <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's like a definite maybe, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm just thinking, do I do I draft John Gray again? I've got I, I I played that that song so many times. It's like let's try somebody else as my yeah. fourth starter. So and I, uh, I think I think it's a good plan. I I really like him as a as a fourth, and I like what you've done with your pitching across you know as a whole. Well, I hope uh, you do because I, I'm I'm having to wait now because I got I got to fill out my positional roster. Which let me let me tell you who I got. Yeah, Cunha, Lindor, Rosarina, which you know. Uh, and then I went with the five pitchers in a row, which was pretty ballsy, right? I mean, that was like yeah. stacking up on those two closers and three really good starters. Then I went with CJ Cron, get that big power. Okay. And then Timmy, this could be a really good picker. Could be, oh my gosh, what have you done? I went Anthony Rendon. Oh, what round? Ten. That feels in the right area. I don't know, Tim. I mean, I'm looking it's, at other third basemen. Do I want Key Brian Hayes or Anthony Rendon? Do I want Alec Baum or Anthony Rendon? I yeah. just, in the end, I just thought there was, I think there's upside with Rendon in the 10th round. He can't, He's he's got to stay healthy at some point, right? I mean, he's not that old. You would think so, yes. Then I went Singa in 11. And then in the 12th round, Tim, I went with your buddy, my buddy, now my buddy, Lars Newtbar. He is my third uh, outfielder. Uh, Okay, Lars Newbar. And I will tell you, Tim, and I will tell everybody Tim was right, and I tweeted this out. I've said it on my individual prospect podcast. I said, if you don't think that outfield is shallow, do a draft. Um, It's just, it just goes away, Timmy. And I'm looking at Lars Newbar or or Jeff McNeil, Andrew Benatendi, Alex Verdugo, and I'm thinking, I want the, I'll take I'll take Newbar straight up over those guys. Yeah, I I think he's going to play every day, and I like what uh, like what I saw last year. But that's your number three. Wait, uh, I can hardly wait to see what four and five look like. Don't have four and five yet. Uh, my next guy after this, Timmy, and this was another one of these guys that I'm thinking this could be a mistake. Right. But I was looking at other players and knowing I'm probably only going to get a half a season of this guy. And looking at the guys going in like Ty France and and Seth Browns of the world, I'm thinking I'd rather have a half season of Bryce Harper than a full season, a half season of Bryce Harper plus a guy uh, than, than some of those other guys. So I went with Bryce Harper, which, again, put me in a little bit of a hole, but I, I there's still some really good players left. I then went Brandon Drury, got my second baseman and multi-position eligibility, and then right. I went with a catcher. Who do you think I went with as my catcher? Oh, uh, we're talking fairly late. Fifteenth uh, round. Fifteenth round as your catcher. Oh, I'll go with I'll go with Jonathan Heim. Nope. Logan, Logan O'Hoppy. Oh, Hoppy Day for you. Yeah, okay. Now that gives me three 
angels. So it's a little dicey there, but I got three <laughs> angels. I realized that after I took them, I go, do I, do I really want three angels on my team? But you that's might what need I got. Force to overwatch your whole <laughs> your whole team with all those angels on there. Uh, so oh. uh, so I got Ohapi, uh, uh Anthony Rendon, and uh, CJ. No, no, see, who's my other angel? Maybe you've only got. Oh no, Brandon Drury's yeah. now with the Angels. Yeah, right. So, yeah, anyway, interesting. That's my team so far, Tim. Um, I like the pitching a, a, a lot, and, and hey, there's definite risk with the hitting, but you got such a solid core to start. Yeah, it's. I, I like what you're doing. I mean, what's going to be fun is I'm I'm going to get the opportunity to do the same thing starting next week on my first draft because I'm drafting out of the same slot. So uh, it'll be fun to compare the directions that we had and possibly some of the differences between both of them. Well, I, you know, my, my logic here, Timmy, and there was logic. I felt like with Acuna, Lindor, and a Rosarina, I mean, I had I mean, I mean, had speed, I had some power. I mean, I, I, I have a potential issue with, with batting average, but, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's hard to beat those three guys right off the bat. So that's why I went pitching heavy after that and then just felt like I needed some more power. And again, Rendon and Bryce Harper are a bit wild cards, but Tim, you got to take some risks in this. Uh, well, and, yeah. and I decided just uh, let's, let's do it. And I've got some gems all lined up. I had one at Tristan Cassis, but he is gone. We'll be talking okay. about him. He just got taken, which is disappointing, but I've got, uh, I'm thinking about if Kellenek is there, I might, Dip into the Jared Kellenek uh, uh, yeah. thing. So, uh, or, you well, know, you know what? There's nothing wrong with a double zero point zero if Yoshida is still there at some Yoshida point. Yoshida is not there. Oh, okay. Because you know he's going to play every day, and that counts in the NFBC formats, definitely. So these are guys. Just so everybody knows, Tim, and yeah. I'm looking at the queue, and I'm assuming most people have three or so outfielders. I have, mm-hmm. I have three plus Bryce Harper. Hopefully, get out field eligible at some point. Here's what's left. Whit Merrifield, Ramon Liriana, Lourdes Gurriel, Gavin Lux, Christopher Morrell, Randall Greitchik, Austin Hayes, Brandon Marsh, Lane Tom. These are the guys, Tim. This is going to be a number four outfielder. Which, when we get to first base, uh, uh, definitely, depending on how you play the strategy, you might want to take an outfielder before you take a first baseman. I even waited. though, even though the talent is there at first base, you know if, how that how that first couple rounds affects your overall. You know, hey, if you go late on outfield, you're going real late. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. But I'm looking at first base, Timmy, and the guy's still on the board on first base. And again, we're at 15 rounds, so you have to assume yeah. it's about the same level of first baseman taken. Guy at the top of the queue is DJ LeMahieu, then Matt Mervis, which has got to be dropping like a rock. Miguel yeah. Vargas, Spencer Torkelson, interesting. Jarrett Wall still out there, uh, might come back. Uh, Wilmer Flores. I mean, these are the guys. I mean, there's not a lot of first basemen left. Well, yeah, but some of those first basemen have 20 home run potential. There probably isn't a whole lot of outfielders with 20 uh, runs. Let's see. 20 Spencer, home uh, I mean, going from 8 to 20 for Spencer Torkelson would be a stretch. Mm-hmm. Miguel Vargas, yeah, 20 home run potential, but is he going to play? Mervis, not going to get enough at bats. Jared no. Walsh, definitely uh, 20 home run potential. Flores, potential home run, 20 home run. Yeah, 19 last year, I think. Yeah. yeah and it's, uh, Carlos you know, Santana in Pittsburgh. 
Oh, Dominic, I, Dominic Smith. I, I, I mean, I love Isaac Paredes. I mean, that could be a guy. Yeah. Um, Brandon Belt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 40 home runs there. Yeah. He is available. Carlos Santana is at 506. That's his rank. His ADP yeah. is 413. So I, I don't know, Tim. Yeah. I just think that there's there's more first basemen from 25 to, to 40 than there is outfielders from, say, 50 to 75. 100% agree with you. Let me just tell you who's who's at the top of the queue for third baseman. This is interesting. Josh Josh Young, John Birdie, DJ LeMayhew, and Hassan Kim, your buddy. And at second base is Whit Mirafield, Ketel Marte, Bryson Stott, Colton Wong, John Birdie. So there's some second basemen there that are interesting. Yeah. But outfield, there's just, you know, Lords Guriel, Tim. Five home runs and three stolen bases last year. Lords Ga- of the Guriel. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking at him as a number four? Four. Yeah. You're looking at him as a number four. It just yeah. it just goes. I mean, Austin Hayes is interesting. You know, he's going to get you 15 to 20. Brandon Marsh is interesting. Your buddy Lane Thomas is interesting. There's some interesting guys here, but nobody, you know, that you can, like, point to and go, gee, I got to have him on my team. No, there's a whole bunch of bleh. You know, believe you know, sitting in in that group, and you pick right, you win a prize. You don't pick right, and well, it was fun. But let's go to pitching, shall we? Sure. Here's some guys that are, again, these aren't stars, but Aaron Ashby is still out there. Mira Kelly's at the top of the queue. Miles Michaelis is there. Uh, Jose Barrios is still out there. Again, terrible yeah. season last year. Nate Avaldi, your buddy Baylor Ober, Hunter yeah. Brown. I mean, there's Those are still good pitchers. There's still pitchers out there, Timmy. But yeah. some of the positions, eesh. yeah, I know some of those pitchers are reason to be excited over. Yeah, most of the bats that we've talked about, the thrill is gone. <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I think we are looking at a year where. And I, and I think it's reflected by the early round picks. Would you have got uh, Javier and Manoa, you know, at the beginning of beginning of the you know fourth fourth and fifth round? Fourth and fifth round last year. No, nope. I don't think you would have. You would not have gotten the, the similar level of pitcher. I agree that yeah. the hitters have gone earlier this year. Relief pitchers have gone really early this year. Um, and outfielders, I mean, we did it last week. What did I say? Ten out of the first 30 picks were outfielders. Yeah, and it just goes to show how quickly our game can change. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're talking 365 days, and we got a complete 180 happening here, don't we? And, you know, you're talking catching, Tim. It, it's gotten It's gotten deeper. I mean, I got yeah. Ohapi. There, Gabriel Marino came in the fifteenth round. Jonah Heim. These are kids that have well, not Heim, but Marino and Ohapi yeah. have huge upside. So, well, yeah, and guys like Christian Vasquez, you can get lead. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still on the board. Yeah, and he's a perfectly fine. He's a perfectly fine catcher. Yep. Last year, to get the equivalent, you probably would have been drafting top ten. Yeah, you, yeah, you would have been getting a very good catcher at uh, you know number fifteen. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting kind of that high end second second uh, catcher, low end first catcher. But I yeah. think guys that that didn't 
the same kind of position last year. They were much worse players than what I'm getting this year. So I just think yeah. the game is changing. People need to recognize that. Uh, and uh, I'll repeat, outfield is tough. Make sure you get them. There's some depth in pitching. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Timmy, let's take a quick break, get back, and run through a couple news and notes and get on the first base. Sounds good to me. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i should also remark to me we, we do these early drafts for the listeners uh, and I do it all. I do my NFBC draft always the first of January to simply see what people are doing, so I can share the feel of the drafts. And you get well, a sense, yeah. particularly with the slow draft, the feel of the draft, like how it's evolving, and like what are the oh shit moments that are going on when you're like, <laughs> you're like, uh oh, that this is not going well, and here's why. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be able to talk about that. Yeah, it is. And speaking of talking about it, we're going to have something to talk about after next Sunday, aren't we? Yes, we, as we hinted last week, and uh, people have already been inundating us wanting to get in the league, we do have a league this year. Let me give everybody the details. We usually do a mock draft, sometimes multiple mock drafts, and we've decided to play that mock draft in something called a Gladiator League, which is something the NFBC has coined this year where you draft 23 players. So all your guys that are going to start, that's it. That's all you get. And then you play the league out and it is going to be a winner take all. And it's called gladiator Tim, because guys, there's no waiver wire pickup. You get the guy. So it's really the last man standing. So a lot of luck involved. 
Um, but it should be fun. Minimum yeah. of ten dollar entry fee, and it's a winner take all. Just to give the winner one hundred fifty bucks for lasting out, and uh, yeah. so that's the league, right? Yeah, and it looks like we're going to have eight or nine open positions. And uh, my recommendation to everybody is check out the Facebook page tomorrow because there will be a thread posted for people who are interested. If there are more than the eight or nine, we'll do what we have done in the past and do a random drawing, set everything up, and next Sunday we'll be ready to roll. So just a few more details. It's uh, The draft will be next Sunday two o'clock eastern time if you can't yes. make the draft don't sign up if you mm. not sure you can make the draft don't sign up so yeah if money is a problem let tim know and we'll work something out we'd rather we don't want to say have money stand in the way so i will p- throw that out there um but uh that's the first thing and it will be a rotisserie league um straight 10 categories batting average saves nothing fancy at all no, uh, just a standard five-by-five five league. Uh, no tax receipts uh, are going to be issued for charitable donations, <laughs> just right. in case somebody's yeah. wondering. Uh, no, that that's not happening. But i, I got to give a big shout-out to Chris Winder, who, upon uh, listening to the podcast last week and hearing about it, uh, helped me immensely this week as I was churning out first base rankings and narratives by setting everything up. So a big shout out to Chris Winder. Thank you very much. That's awesome, Tim. And he gets in the league because he, he did all the legwork, so we appreciate well, that. Sure he does, yeah. Oh, what's uh, the least we can do. One other thing, the, the winner of the league, if they so choose, will get a segment on our show, Tim. You'll be able to come in and we get to, you'll get a chance to talk to Tim and I uh, via – uh, the podcast, and we'll do ten fifteen minutes. Pick your brain, see how you what you were thinking during the draft, and you know whatever, Tim. So we'll throw that yeah. out. If if you're not interested in do it, there's no. You, of course, you don't have to do it. Some people, you know, yeah. get a little shy when they. You know, they talk to big celebrities like you and me, Tim, right? Well, I, and we'll even throw the word great in front of your name for that whole segment, okay? Yeah, and, and we'll even throw the 0.0 in there on you. It was it was funny. Somebody brought that up. They said the funniest thing about the 0.0 is you can't funny. hear the little bits, so you're yeah. continuing to talk, and the 0.0 is playing. Oh, yeah. I'm it's, hyping these guys up big time, and you're sitting back giggling because I can't just hear it. Exactly. Oh. And just 0.0. There's no pause. You just keep talking. Yes. So, yes. and I've listened back to it just to see how it sounds. Timmy, it sounds great. It just <laughs> you just hear this obnoxious guy in the background. I'm just going. oblivious to everything going on around me, aren't and I? You're, you're, oh, and you're so geez. enthusiastically talking about these guys, and then out of nowhere, zero point oh, zero. I need to get you know, hey free entry to the first person that IMs me, okay, when I'm being laughed at over the 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be something there. Jimmy, let's uh, get to some quick news and notes. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, Timmy, I'm supposed to follow this stuff. I know you follow this stuff. Yeah. I had no idea that Trevor's story was even hurt. He is yeah. going to miss four to six months, and he's going to have that brace surgery instead of uh, Tommy John surgery uh, to, re- to fix his elbow. Did, did I miss something? Ah, not that I'm aware of, because I missed the same thing. Apparently, it's been a problem for a while, and they decided to give rest first option. The rest didn't work, so surgery kicked uh, kicked into play. But no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't aware that Trevor's story was having issues. Not not at all. 
And for early drafts, I know people have drafted, I know in the draft I'm doing, some poor guy literally drafted him uh, two hours before the announcement came out. That just sucks. I mean, there's just no two yeah. ways about it. It happens. You just got to suck it up and move on. But, Timmy, it, it's, it's, a, it's a blow. I mean, he is not going to be oh. around for a good part of the season. Well, yeah, and you know, you know somewhere out there in an NFBC draft, somebody has drafted Liam Hendricks, Trevor Story, and Frankie Montas. And they're yep. sitting back right now saying, okay, it's time to get in another NFBC draft, isn't it? Yeah, you think all three of that would... that would, Yeah, if you know anybody yeah. that has all three of those guys on your team, let us know. Because that's just... That just does not right. The the fantasy gods are not looking upon you favorably this season. So, so who do you think benefits from his absence? I mean, who should fantasy managers be thinking about at the draft table? Well, he's an outfielder. And I I would think that Duran Duran is probably the guy that moves into center field with uh, Enrique uh, Hernandez moving back into the infield. Oh, Christian good... Arroyo as well should be in the infield. But Duran is the guy that I think benefits the most because but, but is, I don't think it, playing time opportunities there. Is he any good? He's had two kicks at the can, Timmy. And I think the word is spotty at best. I think you can well, even throw the word bad on him. Based on the list of fourth outfielders that you gave me <laughs> in the prior segment, uh, yeah, he, he's not out of place. How's that? Wow. Uh, as okay. a fifth outfielder, you know, reserve slot, yeah, I, I think Duran has to be the guy right now that benefits yeah, I think so. I think Enrique Hernandez definitely moves uh, into the infield. And I guess Trevor Story was going to move from second to short. And Hernandez is an okay shortstop. But, I mean, we'll see. There's still, you know, isn't... Uh, Arroyo's there. Yeah. And there's still they some could... guys... There's still some guys yeah. on the on the, on the the waiver wire, not the waiver wire, the uh, free agent market. But it doesn't look like... I know they just signed uh, Devers to that huge contract. But they don't seem to want to spend any money. Well, you know, they could bring in Elvis Andrus. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that you know, everything I just said about Duran Duran, yeah, cancel it. Yeah. Yeah, but for now, with the information we have at hand, that's pretty much the way it sits. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to draft Duran unless I can get him as a reserve guy. I just, I'm a little afraid of what I've seen. I have him on a Dynasty yeah. League, Timmy, and uh, right. I think he was a, part of a trade that I got him in and I thought I've always thought he'd be okay but I was always a little fearful he'd be, be a fourth outfielder so so we'll see how that all plays out well this is his opportunity and I believe he's 26 this year like you said he's had chances in the past so there's not uh, there's not a whole lot of cause to be overconfident agreed in his potential yep he doesn't hit that well Tim that's his big problem yeah. let's move on to this Frankie Montas another guy Ooh. I mean, that's ugly, Timmy. And this is a guy, to me, it's just my opinion. It's a hard pass. I mean, I am not mm-hmm. drafting this guy. Shoulder inflammation no. in January is not good. No, it's not. And uh, they're saying that he'll return in May. He's yeah. scheduled, potentially, to return in May. I'm not going to bet on it. It's a shoulder. We could potentially see Frankie Montas. Miss the bulk of the season. Yep. And I sure don't want to be looking at Frankie Montas as a fourth, fifth starter with that level of uncertainty. 
And you know, you look back over. over he's never Montauk. pitched. He's he's never had a full season, Tim, or maybe one. Yeah, twenty twenty one in Oakland, he got in one hundred and eighty seven innings. But you know, last year one hundred and four. Twenty twenty. Well, we'll skip 2020, but 2019, 96, 2018, 65. Yeah. No, we have, other than the one season in 2021 where he got 32 starts, his his highest uh, career number was 19. Yeah. Yeah, last season. So uh, am I totally shocked at this news? Uh No. Yeah, you mentioned that when uh, the trade occurred that uh, and even coming into I think it was no, I think it was coming into the season when I was talking about the Yankees have a really strong starting rotation. And you pushed back on that and brought up Montas's durability as part of the reason for your concern on the Yankees starting rotation. Well, yeah, and I congratulate you uh, for having a much better memory than I because I don't remember. I don't remember it one bit. I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. Yeah. I, I definitely remember yeah. it. Because yeah, I remember no, as I you probably were... did because again I I like the Yankees rotation but Montas yeah there's reason to be concerned. Well, here's the advantage everybody having Tim on the the air. So I mean you rank everybody so you have looked through everybody's stat line every one of them so you you know <laughs> what much. they're and I'm doing the same thing on the minor leagues I'm not doing it on the major league guys so this is the advantage we have for you on the podcast. Yeah, true enough. It's also great prep for me in that it allows me to, you know, from a purely selfish point of view, it gives me a good idea, a much better idea when it comes time for me to draft. Yeah, And that counts. Agreed. That, you know, I don't want to be scurrying looking for information come draft day, assuming, again, that I can remember it on draft day. So, again, everybody, and, and it could be, uh, I mean, you could look at it, as a yeah, glass half full or half empty glass full is hey it's early he's going to rest it sounds like for about three months right because if the math is he comes back in may means he starts throwing in, in april so you can do the math there uh you can say well gee he's going to be back for the bulk of the season or you can say gee this is a guy that just started ramping up and his shoulders started hurting what if there's something worse there do you want to take a gamble on this guy as your number three, number four starter? And for me, Tim, that's a hard pass. No, I'm not doing it. I'll move on. Yeah. Well, and again, you just went through some of the pitchers available later in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to take the chance. Yeah, give me Taiwan Walker. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's got options. Yeah. yeah. Taiwan Walker's a- going several, many rounds after where Frankie Montas was going. Yeah. So it's, you know, pitching is a little deeper this year. Why would you want to take that risk? The Cubs signed Trey Mancini to a two-year deal over the weekend. I'm assuming, according to roster resource, I think they're right. He primarily plays DH. If Mm -hmm. Eric Hosmer plays, which he's always been healthy, not very good, he'll primarily play first base, good defensive first baseman. I'm assuming he'll spell him a little bit there. I think that's the way it's going to work, right? Yeah, that's from what I can gather. And, you know, hey, those two moves should vault the Cubs from a third-place team to a third-place team. Yeah. But here's the deal. Many people, <laughs> and and at part, primarily because he looked good in the fall league, mm-hmm. I've seen Matt Mervis play. I like Matt yeah. Mervis. I, I, this is what yeah. I do for a living, Timmy. Uh, I never thought highly of him coming into this season. So, And it looks like that's playing out. 
I think he pushes out Eric Hosmer at some point. But at least to start the season, Tim, he's going to likely be in AAA unless there's an injury. Yeah, he's going to be in AAA, and that's what puzzles me. And, hey, again, I don't begrudge Eric Cosmer and, you know, Mancini for getting contracts and finding jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But Mervis had 36 home runs last year. Mm-hmm. That's not including what he did in the Arizona Fall League, and he rocked it there. Drove in 119 runs. Okay, hit for a 309 average, a 379 OBP. He's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Why not give Matt Mervis a chance? Trey, Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer are not going to vault the Chicago Cubs into contention in that division. That ain't going to happen. So I'm just a little we'll make it disappointed and puzzled by what the Cubs are doing. Is a veteran presence that important? So he, here's here's yeah. my here's my help view, Timmy. I, I, I'll, I'll try to help you on this. Yeah, I think 29 teams are pretty good evaluators of talent. I question the Colorado Rockies. I'm going to park yeah. them aside. Right. But usually, when a player is 24 years old and basically gets overlooked, even with a fantastic season, the right. team has concerns. Uh, And I've seen him play. The bat speed is not great. Uh, I question how much power he's really going to have when he gets to the major leagues. That's something that doesn't show up on the stat line, and people get usually upset about that. But if you ignore that for a moment from a scouting viewpoint, you just look at what the team has done. Um, Yes, Eric Hosmer is very – he was inexpensive to me. He was a free player. And my guess is they want to put him out there and say – Hey, maybe he comes back to old form, he plays well, and then we can trade him at the deadline and get a piece, and then Matt Mervis comes in, and that's like a perfect scenario. So then we get two months of Mervis, we don't, we get still seven years of team control, blah, blah, blah. So right. I think that's probably what's going on. If I'm thinking of the whiteboard in the room that when they drew it out, they said, here's a free player in Eric Hosmer. If he's no good by May 15th, we cut him, we bring up Mervis. If he is great, uh, if he's great by the deadline, we move him, uh, yeah. and and we get something back, and we still have his yeah, respect. Yeah. And then Trey Mancini's a good player, you know. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to be their full full time DH, and that probably works there. So to me, I'm, if I'm thinking about this logically as a front office, that's probably where my head is thinking. Let's let's get a little bit more insurance for Mervis. So. Yeah, and again, that makes total sense. I'm just a little bummed because I thought the kid is at the stage where he's earned a shot. Totally agree. I mean, it's one thing to be yeah. bummed. Another thing to me puzzled is, okay, what's really going on here? And I think that's when you have to say teams yeah. over, pass over players all the time, and the question is why. And, yeah. uh, and, and the Cubs are good organization i mean i know they've struggled you know on the major league roster for a while but that's a good minor league system and they've done a good job at developing players a good job at acquiring players so they know what they're doing so just play along with them i think now all bets are off when we talk about the colorado rockies but everybody yeah, else you know exactly. it's like you know it's funny because we uh, we do it all the time to me that's part of our charm is we 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 bash front offices when they don't give guys a chance. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Rays and Josh Lowe and Vidal Bruhan. They're just not getting a shot or Colorado Rocky go back. But I mean, at some point the, the teams in general know best. So, yeah, 
Except the Rockies. Except for the Rockies. But yeah. I, I'm totally – I feel about Josh Lowe. I was like, if you're in Josh, Lowe, Josh Lowe's shoes, he's got to be thinking, what do I have to do to get an opportunity? Uh, and he got a little bit of an opportunity, but not a real opportunity. He needs to go to the Pirates and get that chance. Yeah, he needs – what he needs is a situation – where when he's called up, he doesn't have to worry about his first 04 or his second 04 game. Yeah. That he knows that he's going to have two to three months to display his talents. And I don't know if he'll ever get that in Tampa Bay. Not with the nature of the way they run their run their clubs. And it's very successful. But it's also very, very tough. You've got to deliver or, hey, you end up like Bidel Bruggen, right? So, in my humble opinion, Timmy, and I think you'll agree with this, but we've been do- obviously doing this a long time. I've been writing about prospects for 10-plus years now, and there are the Gunnar Hendersons, the Corbin Carrolls, the Bobby Witt Juniors. Yeah. When they get caught up, you know they've got it cleared out. They're going to get a chance to play until it doesn't work, and they're going to have a long, long leash. Yes. If, if you're a second-tier prospect – Timmy, you got to come up and play. And if you're a second-tier prospect on a really good team, the leash is incredibly short. So when you're at the draft table thinking, uh, gee, I I, want to have Jordan Walker in the fifth round because I think he's going to be a stud, that leash is going to be really, really short, even though how good that guy has a chance to be. They want to win, and if he can't cut it, Timmy, they're they're not going to promote him. They're they're or they'll promote him and push him right back down. So you got to think about this. The Brett Batty's a perfect example, Timmy. Yep, he's you ready know, right now. He's ready right now. He's gonna. He probably will get a chance, given that they didn't sign Carlos Correa. But if he doesn't perform, Timmy, it's he's he's gone. He's he's back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's gonna have. He's gonna have what a week, maybe two weeks max. Yep. And then they'll make a decision, and, hey, they're in it to win it. And, unfortunately, if he doesn't deliver in that first couple of weeks, yeah, you're right, he's back in AAA. Now you've, then you've got like really good organizations, like the, back in the day, the Houston Astros, before it all fell apart with Alex Bregman, who didn't hit a lick in his first 100 at-bats, but they stuck oh. with him. Because that's a good was, I think he was four, three or four for forty one or something like that to start his career. It was it was bad, but they yeah, stuck with him, and you you yeah. got to give them credit. But and they had a pretty good team when they brought up Bregman. But you know, there's 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 few organizations like that. the The Dodgers will stick with a guy, right? Because they really believe in it. But you're seeing most other teams will not. So many times, even though they're a lousy organization, the Pirates, a guy will get a shot. So, yeah, we're still waiting for Travis Swaggerty, aren't we? Oh, jeez, that's right. I forgot about him. I think I have him on a dynasty league. So, <laughs> it's uh, okay. Timmy, finally, yeah. my my last question for you before we get to first base: Who are you speculating on in the Dodgers for saves? And I ask this question because I truly don't know. Yeah, I, I think right now I, I got to go with Evan Phillips as a favorite. Okay. Okay, he's currently going 114th off the board in the NFBCs with an ADP of 324. I'll buy him at that price, but I doubt that that price stays there moving forward or for much longer. Into the mix, you've also got Daniel Hudson, you got Alex Bessier. Well, wait a minute, Hunter. Hudson's hurt, right? Isn't he coming back from an injury? He's coming back from an injury, but he's supposed to be ready. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, again, all three of those could work their way into the mix, and they're they're all all three of them are more than capable of closing out games. So I think Phillips gets the first shot, and I think he probably earns the bulk of the saves this year. But there's also there's also a lot of there's also a lot of risk involved because there's probably going to hey, be it's probably just, it might be a it might be a committee situation there. Yeah, yeah, it could very easily be a committee. And here's another name to throw into the mix. Come. Uh, Come playoff time in October, Walker Bueller. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, that was Mike yeah. Dustin. That was Mike Dustin May calculus last year. So yeah, yeah. You know, Bueller Bueller could be closing the playoffs for all we know. We don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would, I would, I'd be buying Phillips at his current ADP. As his ADP rises, which I believe it will do, then again, you got to look at where you're picking the guy up. But you know, hey, he would he would be my favorite, but uh, I certainly wouldn't rule out a committee as an option. Great stuff by the uh, Mr. Tim McLeod. Let's take a break, Tim. Come back, and the first thing you're going to hear is first base. Oh, looking forward to it. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tim has been busy ranking first baseman. In fact, you've been ranking second baseman, shortstop as well. What else? What you told me, shortstop. You haven't done third base yet. No, I'm about halfway through third base. I've got second and short. Uh, uh, all the players are listed, and I've I've ranked some of them. I haven't gotten into tweaking it or the capsules yet. But uh, I've been I've been busy. I've you know, at this time of the year, you, you snooze, you lose, and I haven't been doing much snoozing. Uh, great job with the first baseman, Tim. I, I love your rankings. Uh, it is somewhat chalk, though, with what the NFBC is doing. So uh, not, some little minor tweaks here and there, but for the most part, you're in lock stock with what the NFBC is doing. Yeah, I, I just found going through it that – yeah, there's going to be, for the most part, I think there's a reasonably good definition as to where these 
guys are going to fit fit in. And I, you know, hey, there's a few players that uh, we disagree about, but uh, until we get down to number 20, 27, 28, there's not a whole lot of violent disagreement. Well, it's that? just Brandon Belt, yeah. He's sitting there, okay, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yes, but that's okay. Anyway, let's uh, – Tim's top five are Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr., Pete Alonzo, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, and Paul Goldschmidt. And Vlad is chalk with the, the NFBC. Pete Alonzo and Freddie Freeman are flipped in the uh, NFBC, as are Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Olson. Um, why Alonzo over Freeman? Yeah, I I just think you're looking at uh, the home runs. You know, I, I, Freeman's going to give you superb OBP. He's going to give you the runs scored. The home runs won't be there. I would rather have what Pete Alonso brings to the table and this the, massive that, raw power and RBI. Yeah, that but that forty that forty one one hundred potential. Yeah, I should should have said forty one twenty out of Alonso. Okay, because that's more in line with what I think you'll probably end up doing. Yeah, it's just massive power, and I would rather have that massive power than Freddie Freeman. You tell me you like Freddie Freeman better, and I'll say good for you. I don't have any problems with that. I think there's very little to pick and choose between what I'll go with as the elite group of first basemen, which is one through five. You can put them pretty well in any order you want. And well, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I, I will say yeah. that Olsen and Goldschmidt, you're flipping there, is pretty substantial because Olsen's ADP is 45 and mm-hmm. Goldschmidt's is 28. So you're you're bas- if you're flipping those guys, I mean, that's a two-round difference. So that's a pretty substantial difference. And what you wrote about Col- Paul Goldschmidt, I totally agree. Look, reigning MVP, get it. Good player, but Timmy, as a proud a uh, guy, a guy who rosters him, he was terrible in the month of September. I think he hit one home run. I mean, the power disappeared. Thirty-six years old. I think you dropping him is warranted. Yeah. Again, I think Matt Olson. At one point in time, at some point in time, I think Matt Olson is going to have a forty-plus home run season. It could be this year, but I, I think he's fairly safe to pencil in for thirty-five hundred. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take what I consider to be a, a sure bet for Matt Olson than what I see as far as the potential for Paul Goldschmidt as he heads into his age 36 season. Again, you want to tell me you like Goldschmidt as number one? I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, you can support. You can support. You can support basically any order you want on those top five first basemen and come up with a good argument. So mm. again, that's how I like them. Yeah, they're definitely the elite cream of the crop when it comes to first base. They, they should all be gone in the first two rounds with maybe the exception of Wolves. I think you're being a little generous and kind. Uh, I, 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 I think you can argue Freeman over Alonzo. I think you can argue Matt Olson throw him in that mix there. I think, given what we saw with Goldschmidt last year and the age, he's number five, Tim. And you, if you really want an early first baseman, you should go with the other four. That's what I think. I mean, I, I as yeah. be so bold. I think Goldschmidt is a sucker pick in the second round. Well, and you could say, well, hey, Goldschmidt's got another fifteen stolen base year in the tank, mm-hmm. and he might, but I'm sure not going to bet on it. Yep. 
I mean, look, we yeah. said Nelson Cruz would be Nelson Cruz until he wasn't. I mean, same thing is true with Paul Goldschmidt. And you can start to get over 35, Timmy, and the decline can occur very quickly. Yes, it can. And that's not to say that's going to happen with Goldschmidt, but I think it's something you have to be cautious of. Well, you always say, do you want to be the guy holding the bag when the decline happens? Yeah, I, I, I would rather move a year or two early and get the value. Now, you were pretty bold on number six. So let me sit, number six through ten, Reese Hoskins. Tim loves him some Reese Hoskins. Vinny Pasquantina, Nate Lowe, Jose Abreu, and then coming in at number ten is Christian Walker. Why the love for Reese Hoskins? Well, I think I think Reese Hoskins doesn't get the the love that that he should get. You know, you look over the past four full seasons, he's at thirty, twenty seven, twenty nine, and thirty four home runs. Not too many have had that consistent level of production over the past, you know, four full seasons. Uh, and he's heading into his walk year. If you if you happen to believe that that makes a difference. Uh, you know, hey, he's there. I, I just think when I look at Hoskins and Pasquantino and Lowe and Abreu and Walker, uh, I just think of that group, he's probably got the safest, the safest, most consistent floor. And they're all in that same relative draft range with maybe the exception of Christian Walker. Uh, so why not go with that safe floor on Hoskins? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I agree with you, Tim. I, I, I debated drafting him in front of a pitcher, uh, Reese Hoskins, in my NFBC draft, but he just, yeah, you know, just went. Uh, right. But I, I was eyeing him. Tommy Vinny Pasquantina looked good. Obviously, he looked good in the minor leagues. Looked great in the minor leagues. I wrote him up. Yeah. Seemed like he made my hot prospect of the week every week, particularly in 2021. Uh, and then he came up and played extremely well with the Royals. Yeah, he's done everything right. Absolutely everything. Uh, he had 28 home runs between AAA and KC last year. Drove in a pile of runs. The straight, the hit tool, the strikeout to walk ratio was, what, 73-75? Yeah, every, everything looks good. Everything looks solid. But the resume still is a little bit light. Mm. And he's one player that I'm going to have a hard time drafting at his current draft spot of 93 he could very well earn it but i want to i want to see another year out of any before i start uh, taking the plunge to me paul goldschmidt if you look to jose abreu you could be looking what might happen eventually with paul goldschmidt timmy was not a good season last year uh no it wasn't but uh, he's moving to houston isn't he yeah and Houston likes their old first baseman. Eh? They drafted Ed Guriel. Guriel was there. Man. But Guriel didn't show much yeah. power at all. I mean, you know, so yeah. I don't know. I, I just I just think that the move to Houston is going to revitalize Mr. Abreu. And I, I, I'm not saying we're going to see his best season, but I think we're going to see a lot better than what we saw last year. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just avoiding he and Paul Goldschmidt. I, I'm just trying to avoid yeah. 36, 37-year-old 
Jose Abreu is probably even older than that, even though what his, birth, what his uh, baseball reference says might not be totally accurate. Uh, <laughs> coming in at number 11 through – by the way, 10, Christian Walker, I know he's a big power guy. That guy's always scared me. Well, you know, I think last year he got his batting average up into the 240 range. Yeah. Now, you you start looking at some of that young talent that's heading uh, – Heading into the Arizona lineup, like you know Corbin Carroll, it's it's getting better and it's getting more interesting in Arizona. I think for Christian Walker, yep. I, I think his RBI opportunities are going to be better, and I've up shifted a little bit based on the supporting cast. So a fair point. You know, you start looking at CJ Cron. What's the supporting cast? Uh, nothing, Tim. Yeah. Which is, I think he'll hit a lot of home runs. I think the RBIs will be a little diminished. And as you write uh, uh, appropriately, if he could only play 162 games in cores, I mean, that's a cores guy. Yeah. When when CJ Cron goes on a road trip for seven to 10 days, you might want to look to see what your options are for filling that slot, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I took him, Tim, and I, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't my. My best pick, but I mean, I felt like I need a power, and I think I'll get twenty-five to thirty home runs. But yeah, you're I right. I, I I might on on the four or five long road trips that he has. I and if you see, you can you can rest guys on the weekend and during the week. He mm-hmm. I might put somebody else in. So yeah, when he's pitching in New York against the Mets or Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, against Aaron Nola and Andrew you mean hitting Hager. hitting against the Mets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hitting against him. Yeah, yeah. You, you might want to set him right. Yep. Uh, number eleven is C.J. Cron, followed by Andrew Vaughn, Ty France at fourteen, and my buddy Josh Bell, who you like a lot this year. He, he's going as the hundred and eighty seventh batter. Uh, he's going in the let's see thirteenth round. You've got him ranked ahead of three rounds, or excuse me, let me start all over again, Timmy. He's three okay. slots ahead of where he's going in the NFPC. Uh, going 18, you got him at 15. Yeah, the difference, and one of the reasons I moved him up, is that I mean, looking at the players immediately below him, Rowdy Telez, there's some serious concerns, okay, about the hit tool. He's going to hit home runs. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, he might not hit the home runs. Jose Miranda, it was an it was a solid first season, but again, rookie is a rookie. Is you know does he build on it this year? And after that, I've got Tristan Cassis. So I think Josh Bell is the is the safest of those three to produce in batting average, home runs, and RBIs. So how do you how do you reconcile his absolutely brutal showing with the Padres? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, I am just surmising this, but not everybody does well in a trade. You know, you got, again, we, we think, okay, yeah, he's moving to San Diego, you know, good lineup, et cetera, he should do well. Well, you know, he's, he's he might have had challenges with the move, okay? I believe it was his first trade. Yes, he was he he was grown as a Washington National, grew, grew up as a Nationals. But Timmy, he's moving to a new organization in the Guardians. Is he going to have is he going to have more time in the off season to get more comfortable? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, get his life squared around instead of waking up one day, packing a suitcase, and moving off to the West Coast. No, you know it's 
I, I, I don't think we make enough of the fact that trading isn't easy. You know, there's a lot more than just let's change the uniform. And maybe he got caught up in that. But the other thing that's interesting with Josh Bell is in 2017, 2019, and 2021, he all had he had really good years. Well, if you believe in trends, 2023 should be a good year as well. No. Yeah. Okay. I know. I you bring that it's, up a lot, and also guys, those starting. And their uh, first year of changing teams, Timmy, sometimes doesn't work out all that well either. But he didn't sign yeah. a long-term contract or anything like that. So, No, I, I just think that uh, I've seen enough from Josh Bell over the years that I think I like him better for next year than Rowdy Telez, Ryan Mountcastle, and Jose Miranda. You mean this coming season? Yes. Sorry, I've, sorry. I look, I've always been a big Josh Bell fan, so I, I – I, yeah, I, I like Josh Bell always has. I will tell you, if I'm being honest, I thought that guy had star potential. If you still look at him, he's a gigantic man. He has a great approach at the plate. He's got power. It just somehow, it just has never completely clicked that he's had that blowout season. He had one maybe three years ago that it looked like he was about to break out, and then he pulled back the next season. So he's never yeah. really been able to completely pull it together to be a, to be an all star like a consistent all star, I thought that's what his upside was. Yeah, I think the one year he hit he hit two into the Allegheny, like just massive home runs, He's huge at, man. At P, yeah, at PNC, and I thought that was the beginning of consistent better days, but we just haven't seen that's that. Just have not seen it. Uh, <clears throat> you also like uh, Ty France. You've got him three slots higher than where he's gone in the NFBC. Well, yeah, I I just think he's real solid. Okay, I nothing spectacular, but he's just solid across the board. And, you know, hey, Suarez hitting behind him, and now Teoscar Hernandez hitting behind him. He only scored 65 runs last year, but I think we're going to see an uptick in that number with Teoscar in addition to, you know, uh, Suarez hitting behind him. So, I, again, I just think he's a, he's a solid player. Andrew Vaughn, you write, uh, Tony's gone. That'd be Tony LaRusso. Life will be good, dot, dot, dot. Possibly mm-hmm. very good. I like Andrew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he's still young. And I think he has the potential to, uh, you know, possibly move into the top 10 next year. It's mm-hmm. a tough group to crack because it's a veteran group. But, you know, they're... There could be opportunities, and I like Andrew Vaughn a lot. I haven't soured on him at all. I've always, I've, I've always thought he he was going to be a good hitter. Uh, I never thought the power would be like thirty plus. So I think it's, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll hit, and I think he'll show solid power. But I, I don't see a guy who's going to be a top five guy ever. But that's just me, Tim. It's not a big well, dude. I, he is not. Yeah, we're talking about big dudes. I mean, Josh Bell. Put those guys side by side. I mean, Josh Bell is enormous compared to Andrew Vaughn. But I think he could be Nate Lowe with a better OBP. Yeah, yeah could be. Yep. Yeah. Right. I'll buy that. Okay. Sold. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, Tim. I love that you yeah. say 19 of his 32 home runs came in hot streaks in April and June. Does that bother you, or it's like, doesn't 
I mean, Jose Altuve has been the streakiest yeah. hitter. And Brandon Belt, we'll get to him in a minute. There's, As I followed his career very, very closely, I can assure everyone that if you sit Brandon Belt on the wrong two weeks, you're going to lose 80% of his production. It is remarkable that yeah. guy is. I mean, aren't guys just streaky? Yeah, some some more more so than others. Uh, again, I haven't looked at Rizzo's career across the board. It's just last year he had two big months. Uh, and he was, if I recall, he was leading the league in home runs in like the middle of May. Yeah, by a, by a large. It was like eighteen home. It was a crazy number that he had because we talked about it. Yeah, and he said, I'm tired. Hey, Aaron, you want to pick this up for me a bit? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was way ahead of Aaron at that point, and Aaron Judge, and it just obviously, you know, what happened. But <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's another 25, 30 home run season coming out of coming out of Rizzo, and, you know, an okay batting average. He's in a good lineup. The RBIs will be there. He's, he's a solid player. And, again, that's one of the things I like about first base is that if you choose to uh, back off on your top five, six first base types, right? Mm-hmm. There are players in Rizzo and France and Vaughn and Cron and on and on it goes that will provide you with solid numbers. Yep. Uh, that was my that was my feeling going through the draft. I, I Look, I would have much yeah. rather have had uh, – Nate Lowe than C.J. Cron or even Reese Hoskins than C.J. Cron. But in the end, I said, you know, I, I'll take the guys I got ahead of him. I'll just take C.J. Cron, take his 25 home runs, pray for some upside, pray that he doesn't get traded, and 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 go on about life. So I'm totally fine yeah. with him manning first base for me. Well, yeah, and it rules out the possibility of you fighting with five other people for Austin Hayes as your fourth outfielder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whoops, 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 whoops. Whoops, I actually hit something. What was that? Let me do that again. It's like a ghosty kind of sound. Timmy, let's take a break. Get back. Let's let's do 16 through 30. Sounds good. This is fun, Tim. I like first base. It's a fun issue. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
some of the more interesting guys here in this next group. I'm a little disappointed of where you ranked Jose Miranda because I, you know, it's an interesting guy there. Uh, but anyway, at 16, Rowdy Telez, Ryan Montcastle at uh, 17, Jose Miranda 18, Tristan Cassis, love Tristan Cassis at 20, excuse me, at 19, Seth Brown at 20. Ugh. Uh, let's just go down a couple more. Jake Cronenworth <laughs> at 21. Josh Naylor at 22. <laughs> I don't even. This is just ridiculous. Lewis Arise at 23. I don't even understand, Timmy. If you put Lewis Arise at first base and win your league, please, we will have you on for a segment. <laughs> Tell us how that, how in the world that actually worked out. Anyway, Timmy, first, let's, let's get it off. What, what, why no love for Jose Miranda? I I have love for Jose Miranda, but I think the reason he's hiring the NFBC is because he's being drafted as a third baseman, not a first baseman. Oh, fair. That's fair. Yeah, so I think that's I I think that's why the d- discrepancy between uh, where I'm at for Miranda versus the NFBC. It's simply because as a third baseman, yeah, you're going to move him up because third base is not quite as strong as first, right? Love the ranking of Tristan Cassis. Well done there, in my opinion. I think he has star potential. I even stole a quote from you for my narrative. I, I saw uh, that. Let's turn to the great rituals, and I like yeah. that. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I like Cassis. I don't think enough people are talking about Tristan Cassis yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I made a little bit of a statement there in moving him up ahead of some people that, uh, again, you know, the people might like right now a little bit more so is the fact that seth brown being one of the few a's worthy of our attention that doesn't play a role i mean who cares i mean is seth i I had him on your 20 team team last year timmy i picked him up the waiver wire and dropped him because it was disappointing well you know you you look at what he did okay he hit 25 home runs last year he Hmm. stole 11 bases Oh really? Wow. Yeah, he batted two thirty. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, there's 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 a reason he's not. You know, with twenty five home runs and eleven stolen bases, if he was hitting two ninety, he'd be top fifteen, right? Top well, five. He, well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not. Uh, you know that. Know know your limitations, your parameters. Yeah, he's going to hit for home runs. He's going to steal some bases, scoring runs, batting. That's going to be a challenge. But overall, I'll live with that batting average for the power and stolen bases. Uh, you know, three-category type. But he's okay. You know, I mean, uh, I'll be if I can get Seth Brown late enough, I'll be happy with Seth Brown. You know what else I think is okay? That's Jake Cronenworth mm-hmm. at number 21. Yes. This is not a star, Tim. This mm-hmm. is a guy that's got multi-position eligibility, depending on your league, can be a huge benefit. Um, and it's his last year, as you say, for second base eligibility. I find him a lot less interesting as a first base only uh, player. Yeah, I do as well. And I think the people that are drafting him at 19 in the NFBC uh, are obviously looking at using him at second base. And that's that's the reason I'm a little bit low on him. Uh, you know, when you, when you start looking at him at first base, uh, he falls a little bit simply because the depth at first base Lewis or Rice Timmy I don't know what to, I, I I don't get it I mean I just don't understand it I mean yeah. well, he's going to hit 300 he's going to score 85 runs yeah okay that's yeah. 
So but you better have some. You, you better have some power somewhere else, Tim. And, and you usually and get he's twenty. Also to... eligible. Yeah, he's also eligible at second base. Okay. Yeah, so I just, just I just find it curious that he's he's a major league first baseman. Timmy, he's he's not doing that every once in a while. He's playing a lot of first base. Yes, he is. And what can I say? It's the Twins. Number 24 is Brandon Drury. 25 is Joey Manises. Uh 26 is Spencer Torkelson. Moment of silence here. Brandon Belt. Timmy loves Brandon Belt. Going in the NFC at 44. Tim loves him at 27. That 44 will probably come up, by the way. Wilmer Flores at uh, 28. Miguel Vargas at 29. And Jarrett Walsh at 30. Timmy, I did draft um, uh, uh, Brandon Drury. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a great season last year. There's no question. Yeah. He He played well before the trade. He played well after the trade. He has got multi-position eligibility. That's why I took him, Tim. That's right. Uh, and I'll take him as my second baseman, which is where I'm gonna where I'm gonna play because I got speed in other areas. But is the I mean, look, Brandon Drury's never been that good. Particularly, I think nope. he came up as a Diamondback, right? Is how do He's you bounced all over? How do you like? How do you get your arms around a guy like this who? just kind of comes out of left field and has this amazing year and clearly people don't believe it because he's he's going in the 14th 15th round yeah he's 30 years old yeah late bloomer not that old 30s not that old very late bloomer uh i look at drury and i see a player that i would be very happy if i could get 2070 out of this year Okay, at multiple positions. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, if he was only first base eligible, he would drop on my list even more than he already has. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I, I think the big selling point, and you mentioned when you draft. I think he's it, he's he's it, eligible first, second, first, second, and third, if I recall. Uh, first, second, and third. Yeah. Yeah, it's. You know, hey, we start looking at third base and second base, especially third base. It's not nearly as deep as first. So the odds of you using him at first base are relatively low. But the fact that you can use him at first base, especially in a draft and hold type NFEC format, definitely is cause for some pretty decent value, I think. Joey Manises, Timmy, I mean, you could pretty much say the similar things about that you just said about Brandon Drury is a guy yeah. that, well, well, Drury at least was, you know, major leaguer for many years. And Manises came up last season, looked okay, but is this a guy that you can trust? If he was on any team other than Washington, Oakland, or the Pirates, I would say no. But he's going to play Yeah, the playing time. Being in Washington, he should get the playing time. And he did prove that he could smack the ball pretty hard. He got 13 homers in and 222 at-bats. If there was any, if I had any reservations about playing time opportunities, he probably wouldn't be in my top 30. Last year, Timmy, I played in two leagues that I drafted. uh, And that was your 20-team league, which I'm hoping I get the privilege of being invited back to that league. Uh, you will. And my NFBC draft and hold. I drafted one Spencer Torkelson as my first baseman, Timmy. I proudly drafted him. I was convinced he would start the season yes. with the Detroit mm-hmm. Tigers. Check. Got that one right. And I was convinced that he'd be pretty good. 
check no check got that one wrong <laughs> so yeah. i mean he was big no check i had a couple no checks myself on he was awful year. not not Brutal. just like 200 i think he had eight home runs i don't even know how he did that it's and it was so bad timmy i mean you felt for the guy because he could not hit and they just kept throwing him out there like they couldn't the tigers couldn't believe that he couldn't hit like how do you, i how do i fix 203 batting average. It's terrible. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So I, I get it that he's all the way down. I mean, you like him a little bit more. I get why he's going in the 22nd round to me. This is a guy that's just a bet at this point. We talked about him earlier this year. You think he's going to gradually get better? Yeah, I just can't see back-to-back seasons as bad as what we saw last year. Can everybody be that wrong, Rich? So uh, can I tell you my story? I think I've shared this, but I'll tell you again. Yeah. Uh, first at bat, I saw him in college. Thought he looked great. Um, saw him first at bat when he came to Somerset. He was in Double A with the Detroit Tigers. He literally hit a line drive that went 450 feet. It was just a missile. I'm like, holy yeah. crap! Saw him for three games after that. Didn't hit a ball out of the infield. And I made a mistake because my eyes told me. The bat speed wasn't all that good, but my heart was saying, boy, remember that first ball he hit? Remember when I (laughs) saw him in college and I said, I think he's better than that. I'm a little worried about Spencer Torkelson, particularly if he does not hit this year. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with that analysis at all. And that's one of the reasons I have him ranked down as, as low as I do. Yeah, I just there wish have I... to be concerns after last year. There, yeah. there simply has to be. I'll have a hard time believing that he can't be a good major league player, but if he proves it two years in a row, well, c'est la vie, right? Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have listened to my head instead of my heart on the draft because mm-hmm. it was one of those yep. things I knew better, Timmy. It's like, yep. you know, when I saw in, in May and June what he was doing, I'm thinking, yeah, I should have known. I solved it. This yeah. is this is what I saw, and I just didn't believe it. Timmy, let's talk Brandon Belt. I think he's a yep. great corner infielder. Just you know, come on. Well, you know what I, I think DHing full time in Toronto. I I think Brandon Belt could have the best season of his career. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe I'm overly bullish, wanting something that he hasn't ever attained or hasn't had. You know, the one season. What, yeah, two, was it last 20, 2021 we had 27 home runs of going on memory? Yeah, yeah I, I think in Toronto he can have a very good year. And I think it's a good acquisition by the Blue Jays. It's all upside. I, I thought he was going to retire. So uh, get not yeah. one more kick at the can. I mean, look, everybody, it's it's if you've run out of options and it's between him and DJ LeMahieu or Joey Voto, Oof, I, yeah. I'd go Brandon Belt. <laughs> I, I'm with Tim yeah. on that. Well, and speaking of DJ LeMahieu, you know he doesn't have a position to play right now. Oh, that's right. I guess he doesn't. Well, who's is one of the kids going to play second base? Well, you, you, you start looking at at the Yankees lineup, and right now LeMahieu is penciled in for a bench slot. And I'll just uh, pull the Yankees so up. The first here. base is Rizzo. Third base is uh, Donaldson. Donaldson. Well, he's not going to play the whole year. And then it's got to be, uh, I'm assuming it's either Torres. 
Torrey's is at second oh, base. Oh, Torrey's is at second base, right. Yes. Yeah, so where does to... D.J. LeMahieu play when Stanton is playing, is sitting in the D.H. slot? I think he'll get his playing time kind of rotating. I mean, look, Donaldson's yeah. on his last leg. I mean, you can argue that D.J. LeMahieu is a better player than, Jane, yeah. than, than Donaldson. So... I don't know but again, game. it's it's something that I think people should be concerned about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll get his bats, but it's, it's going to be playing a bunch of different positions. A little bit of DH, a little bit of first base to spell Rizzo, a little bit of third base, probably a lot of third base. But that's why he's dropped him. He still can hit. Yeah. I Again, my concerns there are, are playing time. But, you know, speaking of playing time uh, – a month ago, uh, Wilmer Flores wouldn't have made my top 30. But the Giants' losses, I put it, could in fact be their gain. Flores had a pretty good year last year, and with the Carlos Correa thing unfolding the way it did, all of a sudden Flores has a full-time job as compared to being a super sub. And I sort of like Flores. You know, I, I think you could look at... With full-time at-bats, 25 home runs, 75, 80 RBIs. Uh, an intriguing option with multi-eligibility. It's a, it's a really call, good call by you, Timmy. I, I, I really like that. Um, uh, I'll always forget, I'll never forget Wil, Wilmer Flores crying yep. with the Mets because he thought he got traded. That was heart-wrenching, Timmy. You don't, yep. you don't have a heart if you, if you didn't feel for the guy. Uh, he spent the whole his whole career with the Mets, and here he's yeah. thinking he's getting moved, and he's crying, and the TV cameras are zeroed in on him. It was <laughs> tough, man. Oh, that was a tough one. Yeah, that was a I tough agree. one. Uh, Timmy, let's take another break. Get back. We're not going to make it to uh, with this uh, American League West, Timmy. We're already at an hour and fifteen, so still got. We might a lot. have to sneak. We might have to sneak an extra short podcast. I know. Uh. the top 30 let's just talk Jarrett Walsh he's a guy that if he plays Tammy he's going to be a value at the 30th at the 30th pick right uh potentially he's also he also went under the knife for thoracic outlet syndrome yeah and I was thinking about that um better for positional players than it is for pitchers right and you look at Jared Walsh uh And take a look at his resume, okay? And last year was basically a lost season, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've seen one good season out of Jared Walsh in 2021. He was a late bloomer. uh, Played well in 21 with 29 homers, 98 RBIs. But then came last year. Uh... I'm willing to bet that that 2021 season is never equaled. Interesting. That's the outlier. Man, you could be right. Um, Let's just start to pop around here a little bit, Timmy. Trey Mancini, obviously now with the Cubs, does he go up a little bit now that he's, he's going to have some playing time or. I factored, I factored into that, that into sort of the equation. Yeah. I think he's at 20 home runs, 70 RBI. He's okay. There's nothing wrong with Trey Mancini at first base in deeper leagues or as your, you know, your corner infielder. And that's where the depth comes in. You know, you have Carlos Santana. You know, he's going to hit 20 home runs. 
G-Man Troy, not a bad option. Oh, Santana's going to hit 210 too, right? Yeah, you, you want him in OBP leagues. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But again, you you got some options to play with. Garrett Cooper's going to play full-time. Luke Voigt's still a free agent. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's still a free agent. You know, you got Paredes down there. Dominic Smith is interesting. Very. Now He should, he should finally get a chance to play, right? He's going to play every day, and we're talking about, you know, in the NFBC, he's, he's going off the board at 53. I've moved him up to 40 because of the fact that he is going to get that opportunity to play every day, and he, he, he could hit 25 home runs this year. Isn't Lamonte Wade going to get full-time at bats? I don't think so. You don't think so? Not, in the, not no, between I, I, first base and the outfield? No, I when I when I looked at Wade, I think I have him penciled in for a bench bench slot. I'll just confirm that right now. Uh, yeah, Yastrzemski's in center field. Mm-hmm. Hanager's in right. Oh, that's right. They picked up Hanager. And Conforto's in left. Oh, they picked up Conforto too. Yeah, that's okay. right. And Jock Peterson is your DH. Yep, good call. So yeah, Wade's going to have trouble finding at bats. I look at Cave and Bijou all the way down at 50, Tim. Oof. Yeah, and what's scary about that is I thought, man, I'm going to be way, way off on the NFBC. They agree with me. Yeah. They have them at 52. Um, let's see. Is there anything else down there, Timmy? Who, by the way, who is Ryan Noda? Oh, you're going you're gonna to like what I have to say about Ryan Noda. All right, go ahead. I like Ryan Noda, and I like him. I like him a lot. Where, how many? What have I got him? Seventeen slots up, okay. Uh huh. Over the NFBC, and uh, let me just see uh, what I had to say about Ryan Noda because he is in the West, right? He's with Oakland. Yes, he is with Oakland, and. Uh, Alameda's Diaz might be better served working as a super sub. Okay. Which could open up bats at DH. If so, Noda becomes very intriguing. He went with the second pick in the Rule 5 draft from the Dodgers organization mm-hmm. and had a great 2022. He did. Hit, 25 hit, home runs, if I recall. 20 stolen yeah, bases. The hit tool is very good. He knows how to take a walk. His strike zone judgment is good. Uh, And he hits for power with decent speed. As a rule five pick, he has to stay with the team too, doesn't he? Or he has to be offered back up to the Dodgers. Right. When I look at Oakland, I think they're going to keep this kid. I have him listed as uh, one of my two sleepers. Yep. I actually know know who he is. Tell me the story. I yeah. just wanted you to share that. He is an intriguing guy. I totally agree with you. Has got a little speed. Has, If I recall, it's a couple double-digit stolen base seasons that he had back mm-hmm. when he was with the Blue Jays because he was originally signed by the Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken, traded right. over to the Dodgers and uh, has always shown power and a little yeah. bit of speed and it has got great on-base skills. So, yeah, yeah, big time. He walked 92 times last year. Last year... Swing and miss a little bit too much, if I recall. Yeah, 162 Ks, 127, 138, 135. So 162, the, how many games? Uh, 135. Yeah. 
<laughs> walk ninety two times, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, so he, yeah, it's yeah, hundred. But last year he, he stole twenty bases for the Dodgers at Triple A. Yeah, and hit twenty five home runs with a three ninety five OBP. You look at Oakland's lineup. I I like Ryan Noda as a as a late pick and draft and holds. Yep. And if he finds his way into it, that's hey, look at Oakland. Like somebody's got to play there. Why not? Why not Noda? Yeah, join uh, Seth Brown. Needs somebody to compete for him for the uh, <laughs> for for the All Star yeah. slot. There, uh, he's twenty six <laughs> years old. Uh, yeah. If I rec- yeah, I'm looking at him now. Oh, he's yeah, gonna be 26. he's gonna be twenty seven in uh, in yeah. March. So this is why. Well, he was... and, well, and the fact he was with the Dodgers. Does it really matter how good he was? Yeah. <laughs> in the look, Dodgers organization, that's a tough organization, okay? Yeah, let's look at the strikeout rate. So 29, 26, yeah. 28. So he's got some swing and miss in his game. So it's more oh, of yeah. a, a bit of a three-true outcome player with a little bit of speed. Interesting guy. Um, anybody in else? Oakland, yeah, he's, he is interesting, yeah. All right, Timmy. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else that you want to talk about after 31? After 31... Yeah, there's a whole host of players, I think, after 31 that, Will that Myers. have some potential. Trey Mancini, mm-hmm. Joey Votto, if he's healthy. Is he healthy? Again, uh, he's saying he's going to be late getting out of the gate. Okay. Carlos Santana can hit 20 home runs. with So the answer is no. He's, so the answer is no. Joe, Joey Votto is not <laughs> healthy. <Yeah. laughs> but G-Man Troy is going to play. Yeah. As is Garrett Cooper. But the, he, was a, he was a platoon Ramirez. guy with the Rays, so you think he, yeah. you think he'll bust through that? He, again, he'll make my waiver wire more than once probably this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold Ramirez, okay, in, in Tampa Bay, yeah, he's got he's got a job. Isaac Paredes is definitely interesting at thirty nine. Dominic oh. Smith at forty. Hey, Eric Hosmer, who knows? He's going to yeah. play, at least to start. Hunter Dozier. He's gonna, that's that's City. important. He's I think he's going to play to start. Timmy, right. he was brutal last year, just absolutely brutal. Yeah, no, he, he definitely was. But again, there are a lot of players in the plus 30 group. Okay. Connor Joe in Pittsburgh, he's going to play every day in that outfield. You know, you've got some options to play around with after 30 uh, and your roster should be tentatively full at that stage. Keston Hira, who knows what's going to happen with him in right, now, now you now you've gone round the bend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Matt, so, Mervis, Matt Mervis, Mervis is at 52. I've got him at 52 right now. I, yeah, we could see him, like as you mentioned, in the second half. There's just some in, intriguing <laughs> options, I find, after that top 30. Yeah, yeah one of them is not Keston Hero, Timmy. Can we agree to no. that? <laughs> well, there is there is a reason I have him ranked at 51. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a break. I've got, some, I've got the hard questions coming up. Uh, okay. I get a 0.0 for that one, damn it. <laughs> I think so. Zero. Yeah, 0.0. I'm going to do that as perspective, Timmy, because he will be in Asia very soon. So in two he years, will. coming back to America where he will be a top five player at the position. So according to you. So that's we all know that that's coming up, right? 
there are zero point zeros in the bank for testing your house. That's right. I figured I just might as well throw it up there. I it's oh boy. All right, Timmy, which first baseman not in the top ten has a chance to emerge there next season? Well, the top ten's a pretty tough one. Uh, but if I was to bet on anybody, I'm gonna go with Tristan Cassis. Yeah. I I think I think he the potential is there to see a really, really good year. And if he can, if he can uh, bring all of his talents to the full, you know, to the fore this year, I, I think Cassis, we could be talking about him as top 15, top 10 candidate. Yeah. I, I think what's disappointing about first base for me is, well, un- it's unfortunate that Spencer Torkelson just mm-hmm. laid an egg last year. But right. I'm looking at like younger players, you got Tristan Cassis, you got maybe Jose Miranda. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn. But it, it's not. It's not. Castle. Well, yeah, he's not that old. Miguel Vargas is out there. I'm talking young kids that have a chance to really blow up the position. And it looks pretty stable from that standpoint as opposed to. It, when we were doing catching, there was plenty of catchers there that were coming up. The Logan O'Hoppies of the world, Gabriel Ruiz's, uh, Gabriel Marinos, that are these young guys that have really big upside. Right. You don't see a lot of that deeper in first base. There is a lot of 27 to 30-year-olds yeah. in the first base group as a whole. But, you know... We also forget that the guy that is ranked number one is just heading into his age 24 season. Oh, that's, and that's, that's, Vlad, but he, that's he's, Vlad Guerrero. He's yeah. an exception, though. I mean, the guys yeah. at the top. Are, there is some There is some youth. Yeah, I, I will say part of the reason, and I, I set that up as a preface, Timmy, because Vlad Jr. started off as a third baseman. Freddie Freeman started off as third yeah. baseman. Goldschmidt, I yeah, I guess so a lot of these guys, first basemen, are made, not born as first basemen. So you're going to see some kids that eventually get off of their uh, allotted position and move over to first base. Yeah, Pittsburgh might have a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. In Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz, right? Cabrian Hayes is a great defender, though. Really, are they talking yeah. about him moving to first base? Mom, uh, just two names that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. idea where the Pittsburgh Pirate guys are going to play. That's a fair point. Um, oh, okay, Timmy. So Tristan Cassis moves in. Somebody's got to move out, and it can't be Christian Walker. He's at number no. ten. No, Jose Abreu is the obvious choice. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Would you be surprised if it's Paul Goldschmidt? Yes, I'd be shocked. There's a big gap between that top, the top five elite first baseman. There's a big gap after Goldschmidt to that next group. Okay. I'd be shocked if he fell that far. All right. Good. A new question for you then. Out of those top five, which player has the best opportunity to move up into the top five? Not named Reese Hoskins. Not named Reese Hoskins. Uh, into the top five. Got to be Pasquantina or uh, Tristan Cassis, right? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Pasquantino. Pas, Pasquantino, he could be top five. Yep. And he could be struggling maybe to top 15. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a wide range of outcomes from Pasquantino because of the small sample size we're dealing with, right? Yeah, because Jose, Jose Abreu is going to drop. Christian Walker and C.J. Cron are kind of who they are, right? I mean, they're, yeah, they're power yeah. guys with swing and miss issues. Mm-hmm. Vaughn could Andrew move Vaughn up. could move into the top ten. Yep. Ty Francis, Ty Francis, uh, Anthony Rizzo is Anthony. I mean, Josh Bell could have a real blow up year, but could you trust him this time next year to be a top five guy? I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah if Rowdy Tellez hits forty five home runs, he's still going to bat two ten, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. It's it's a very very right now. It's a very stable group, and I th- and I think it will be a stable group for the next two to four years. Give me a couple sleepers, big guy. Sleepers. Brandon oh, Belt. What? Yes. I'm sorry. Did you say something, Tim? Oh, uh, well, that's who's first on my list. <laughs> Brandon Belt. Miguel Is it Burgess, really? If they find of yeah, of course. Yeah. He's perennial <laughs> hard sleeper, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I got to be consistent for consistency's sake. Belt, Miguel Vargas, if they find it, bats for him. I agree. I, I still have, I'm holding out some hope for Carlos Santana. Really, keep that's the fourth time you brought him up. I play in a lot of OBP leagues and twenty okay. home run guys in OBP OBP leagues. Yeah, I've, Santana's he's going to get on base. Dominic Smith intrigues the living bejesus out of me. I I've always liked Dominic Smith. And, I have as well. And in Washington, he's going to get the opportunity to to play every day. The, something the, that didn't happen. The Mets truly hated him. So. Mm-hmm. He did, he's done something, Timmy, too, that they did not like because they really never gave him a chance. Yeah, but again, you know, if you go back three years or so ago, where was Dominic Smith ranked? What was his future supposed to be? A lot better than it was, right? But coming up through the minor leagues, mm-hmm. I thought, and I think a lot of other people thought, that he could be, you know, a full-time regular and a very good defensive uh, first baseman. And then some guy named yeah. Pete Alonso came along and Oops. that was all she wrote about uh, yeah. <laughs> poor Dom Smith. And they tried to put him in the left field. He was okay. He had some success out there that one year. Mm-hmm. But he just, I mean, once Alonzo got established, it was it was over for him. And why they didn't move him, I'll never know. Uh, well, and they introduced the DH into the NL about two years too late, didn't they? Yeah. For yeah. Dominic Smith. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a better first baseman than Pete Alonzo defensively, but there's no way he was going to knock I mean, Pete Alonso is a superstar. I mean, he's, he was never going to uh, to move him out once he got no. established at first base. No. So. And for my deep sleeper, you know who my deep sleeper is, don't you? I'm assuming it's Ryan Noda. Ryan Noda. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Just everybody yeah, knows he's I, I 27 years old. There. <laughs> he's he's 27 yeah. years old, so we'll have to see. So. Well, Joey Manessis, he waited till he was 30 to get his first kick at the can. Fair so Noda's relatively youthful by the, by the, by his standards. So, you know, I I just think that, again, uh, a lot of it has to do with the team concept. You know, context, I should say, when it comes to Noda. I, I just think there might be something there. Yeah, it's fair. Give me a guy you're avoiding. Guys, I'm inv- avoiding uh, Vinny P. I love what I've seen, but I want to see more. Wow. That's blasphemy, Tim. I know it's blasphemy. I, I just want to see a little bit more. <laughs> are, are you? If he was going instead of an ADP of ninety three, if he was going with an ADP of uh, at one forty three, where Andrew Vaughn is going, would you feel more comfortable there? 
I would feel much more comfortable, and so, I would be I would be all in on. on so it's him. really where he is going, where it's, you're having yeah. to draft him is what's got you concerned. Yeah, it does, okay. and for that reason, yeah, hey, for that reason, I'm going to stay away this year. It mm-hmm. could be could be a mistake. Only time will tell, but I just don't feel comfortable drafting him that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Drury, obviously, I'm concerned he's going to repeat what he did last year. Uh, Wait a minute, he I, was good last year. Yeah, he was really good. Oh, you're having concern that he's going going to be able to repeat what he did last year? Got well, it. a lot of those stats came out of Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Okay. I... I I'm I'm just concerned about Brandon Drury. I I get I get the flexibility, and that's definitely what he brings to the table mm-hmm. uh, in a big way. So it's not all negative on Drury. I just I'm just not convinced that he's going to. Well, I mean, he's definitely a uh, look. I mean, it, it, he blew up last year out of nowhere. So I mean, you've got to be concerned about drafting him on your team. And I I did draft him, but I did for the reasons I stated, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I exactly. did it with, with apprehension. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, he's, he's set for another 27 home runs, 28 home runs, or whatever he did. There's definitely concern. He played okay, if I recall, that when he went to San Diego. Yeah, and as far as guys that I'm I'm going to avoid drafting, a lot of it's going to depend on my strategy. Okay, if we go early on, uh, on first base, okay, and I draft one of the big five guys, right? Mm-hmm. That whole middle tier, okay, from six through to probably twenty, I'm going to be avoiding because I'll be able to fill my corner infield slot in late. Okay, if I pass on the elite type first baseman, I'm more than likely to go with two from the middle tier. So much is going to depend on strategy. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it surely does, Timmy. Sir, I got distracted because I'm looking at Vinny Pasquantino's uh, Quintino's, um, uh, stat, uh, baseball savant page. Can we do a little bit yes. of that just to see? Yeah, sure, yeah. I'm looking at his spray chart. Every one of his home runs was a pull shot. Absolutely every one. Um, a uh, average exit velocity of 91.2. That's pretty darn good. Huge mm-hmm. launch angle of 12.1. He walked right. more than he struck out. Yep. Hard hit rate of 46.9, which is pretty good. Expected batting average of 289. Expected slug of 476. It's pretty darn good, Tim. Yeah, yeah, it is. And how many big home run bats have we seen in Kansas City? Not many, Tim, because uh, I think Tony did a analysis on that back in the day. There was only one player ever to hit 30 home runs in Kansas City. I think Jorge Soler beat that when he was there, but uh, it was Bel- never... it was Steve, Steve Belboni, wasn't it? Or... I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah that was always Tony's big stat. He'd pull that out <laughs> once a year. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. okay, it's the Steve Belboni uh, stat line. Here we go. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was Belboni. <laughs> I think that's who it was. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It was always funny. So, yeah, no, he had that one. He had, he had that one down pat. Yeah, but it, it's it it. I mean, it's a fair point though. It's like, yeah. hey, you got to know the home field. And his point was, and I think your point is. Yeah, don't expect a thirty home run bat there. Maybe Pasquantino will be that guy, but you know, there's some there's some questions. 
Yeah, there are. And I think the middle tier offers you enough options, okay, that you don't have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, hey, I could be totally wrong on that, but at the same point in time, I, like I said, I, I wish him the best. I wish those who have him rostered the best. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Balboni right now, 36 home runs back in 1985. Yeah. Trying to figure out what. I think it was, uh, I think some other guys have hit 30 home runs since. I'm pretty sure Jorge yeah. Soler was one of them. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Uh, we could sit there and spend all day looking up all this kind of stuff. Timmy, uh, yes. anybody else besides uh, Vinny P that you're avoiding? Uh, again, a lot will depend on strategy. If I go early, I'll be avoiding most of the middle tier. Right. Okay. If I go, if I avoid the middle, the the early elite five, I'll be looking at the middle tier. The thing that I like about first base that uh, it sort of excites me is that there are options later on that you can play around with, mm-hmm. especially in twelve team leagues. There's a slew of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you look after after twenty four, and you know, you got Belt, you got Torkelson, you got Vargas. You go a little deeper, and I listed them all all before, but there are some intriguing options. Like I think Nick Prado is a far better player than we saw in his first call up. Uh-huh. Uh, you can be guaranteed there's going to be a slew of the players I've got listed after thirty. They're going to make my waiver wire this year. Yeah. Agreed. Because there's some there's some talent there and some options and uh, an injury to your first baseman will hurt this year. There's no doubt about it. But you should be able to find somebody. I can't say the same for several other positions. Let's uh, do final break to make it back. Let's wrap this up, and I will tell you how many home runs Jorge Soler hit. It's a big Sounds number, good. Tim. Within two, Timmy. How many home runs did uh, Jorge Soler hit in 2019? I'm going to go with 49. 48. That's my good, guess. Good, good job. 48 I knew it was just runs. under 50. Yeah, 48 home runs, 100. I just pulled it up. 48 home runs, 117 RBIs. And how many did he hit in 2020? Uh, eight. How many did he hit? Well, well again, again, it was 43 games. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's 21. Right. Uh, 27, but last year was was tough, Tim. So. 13, 27. He only he only got in half a season too in in Miami. So yeah, I mean that's I, I saw that guy in the fall league back in the day, uh, yeah. and he's a massive man with just some of the best raw power I've ever seen. It's just mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, but I mean he can't. I mean it's it's a huge swing and miss game. Twenty nine percent strikeout last year. Thirty four percent in two thousand twenty. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, it, it, he is who he is. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, hey, potentially he could hit 35 home runs this year. Am I going to bet on it? No, probably not. Yeah, I agree. Timmy, so what do, what do we got going on the rest of the week? What, do you, what, do you, what are your plans, baseball-wise? Baseball-wise, just keep up with the news and keep ranking, filing, and writing narratives. Uh, uh, I want to get uh, second base, uh, second base done in the – uh, in the next three, four days, move on to shortstop and third base, uh, and just keep plugging away. Uh, 
the 23rd, I've got a trip into Thunder Bay to visit my cardiologist where I'll find out everything I'm doing wrong with my life. But hopefully uh, the ticker is still ticking appropriately. I've got some tests to do this time. And that's pretty well my life for the next week, week and a half. Next Sunday, looking forward to the... Uh, Looking, looking forward to swooping in and stealing the cash in that mock draft. So again, two o'clock Eastern time. We'll be using fan yes. tracks. If you want to join the league, go out the baseball three sixty five the the uh, Facebook page, join it something, and then look for Tim's post on that, uh, and he will. Uh, we'll see if we can get you into the league. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it it should be fun. Oh. I know it'll be fun. By the way, you got to have somewhat thick skin because Tim and I will be broadcasting this, and we reserve the right to make fun of your pick. <laughs> that's right. that's part of our charm. So, <laughs> hey, it's, it's worked for us for what twelve years or so. That's right. Yeah, we're, we, we're we not mean, changing horses in the middle of the stream, are we? <laughs> we mean no disrespect at all. Somebody again beat me up about calling them uh, what was it crazy for drafting the NFC back in October when I was teasing. Yeah. It's it's yeah. all. It's, done in jest him this is all yes, fun we don't mean it's all anything fun, yes, by it so uh except everything i happen to say about doug cooper's team okay yes <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> it's from the heart there doug okay spring training countdown timmy 29 days seven hours nine minutes 15 seconds 14 seconds we're getting close yeah i, I think i i saw somewhere we're under 60 days 54 55 days until we get the first real game in it's coming upon us fast and yeah hey I've got uh, basically a, a month from now. I'll be drafting uh, labor, so it's it's approaching quick. That's awesome, Tim. I'm going to ask for what's for dinner, but I'm going to ask you first. You posted something on your Facebook page of yeah, you a saw that, of something. I, I didn't know what it mm-hmm. was, and you you were like saying, "Oh, my cardiologist is not going to be happy with this." What, what was it? Well, actually, I wouldn't be happy with it because there were enough spices in there. I, I suffered from I suffered from heartburn, and it, it it was it was horrible, but it was deserving. It what it was was a shrimp, uh, sausage, and chicken oh, jambalaya. Oh, jambalaya! I love jambalaya. I couldn't jambalaya. tell by the picture. Jambalaya doesn't love me. Oh, I love yeah. We, oh, we, it was good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think you liked shrimp. I love shrimp. Interesting. Yeah, I, I really like shrimp. Uh, Interesting. Big time. So, yeah, no, it, I definitely suffered for it for all those uh, that saw the Facebook. So the post, spices are the things. The spices are the things that bother you, not the the fat no, and the sausages and stuff like that. No, that's part of my regular diet. It's the <laughs> <Sorry>. spices. <laughs> Can of lard, open it up in the morning, it, yeah. spread it on your bagel. Like I got yeah, it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Is that cream cheese? Stuff. No, it's lard. <laughs> yeah, it's large. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's funny. What's for dinner tonight? Uh, dinner tonight. Uh, looks like I'm having rigatoni and uh, rigatoni and uh, uh, red uh, uh, red sauce. Just just a, a plain old boring meat sauce. So so, so there is meat in it. Yes, there is. Yes. Do you ever eat a meal without meat? Uh, I have bagels for breakfast. Okay. Does that so, count? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm a carnivore. I always have been. I I I do uh eat a lot less red meat now than I used to. Um uh, I I've, I've got a lot of chicken in my diet. Okay, so but, you're on death row, Tim. And mm-hmm. so what's your death row meal? You you get one last meal, what's it going to be? Prime rib and give me lots. 
prime rib? Anything on the prime rib? Any horseradish sauce or anything like that? Uh, nope, just prime rib and more prime rib. Medium rare? Yippers. Yeah, that's a good one. I think mine would be some some form of beef as well. Um, yeah. Because, uh, wow, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. what, so, what about you? What, do you? what are you doing for supper tonight? What so Lori made, and, and I know people probably get sick of me saying how wonderful of a cook my wife is. She's mm-hmm. truly exceptional, Tim. She made something last night. We're on a cleanse diet, so uh, oh, okay. it blows by the January. It's January, so it's uh, <laughs> it, it's we do I'm, the whole I'm thirty. I'm on a cleanse diet and blows. I'll pass. Yeah, <laughs> well played. Uh, <laughs> so that is not a zero point zero. That is quality stuff there. Um, Thank you. I got you the rim shot. So 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 we can't have grains. We can't have. Uh, cheese and dairies none of that kind of stuff right so but last night she got a turkey breast at the grocery store and she she made a sauce Timmy, that had um what did it have some pitted dates uh some cranberries and some kind of yummy sauce and poured over it honestly tim it was the best sauce i think i've ever had it was to die for. It was so good. And in fact, I said, can we just like go to the store and get some bread so we can dip the bread into the sauce? And I was told no. So uh, okay. so I looked for, there was some stale crackers in the cupboard, uh, but that was all we had. So uh, so we're having that again tonight for dinner. I'm like, I've been jonesing on it for the last four or five hours. So I'm very, very excited. So I don't know Good what it's called, but there's a TV show that she got it off of. It's something called The Kitchen, and it's a, a chef called GZ, and okay. uh, he made no it once. And uh, so she went and said, boy, that looks really good. And she duplicated. I think it, I think it took her three hours to make. It was a very involved uh, meal. But it was, man, it was to die for. Yeah, I, I would give it a whirl, but I, I can never remember the dates. Yeah. I'm going to give you a rim shot on that. I'm going to say that was weak. I knew something was coming. <laughs> well, yeah. What I'm waiting for is a cooking show that specializes in everything with a pound of butter, okay? That's, that's what I'm waiting that's for, true. and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's funny. That's funny, yeah. All right, Timmy, that is a wrap, my friend, guys. This has been a long, long show. Uh, I guess, Timmy, they're all going to be long. We've got... Uh, we're going to start doubling up here, guys. Uh, I know we spent time on my NFC team, but we're going to talk about your drafts that are coming up. So there's lots of stuff to cover. And again, next week is our mock draft slash gladiator. And that's always two shows. And it's, it's people love downloading that show, Tim. Yeah. There's going to be no shortage of material over the next six weeks. It's going to be a busy time and I'm looking forward to it. You going to spring training this year? No, I'm not. Uh, unfortunately, the you know I started looking at some hotels, and you know it's the insane. yeah you know first fit pitch Florida is doing another go round this year, and the host hotel is two seventy nine a night plus taxes. Well, when you equate that and translate it into Canadian dollars, <laughs> I had it figured out that. Eh, for three nights, it's about thirteen hundred bucks Canadian. Yeah, that's just not no. Worth it's it. just too. It's just too much. My yeah. travel in the U.S. is going to be limited until hopefully our dollar gets a little bit stronger. It's just uh, 
insane is the only word to describe it right yeah, now. Yeah, well, that's going to happen over the next couple of years. I think we'll see a little bit of a boost yeah. here in the dollar, but I think our dollar is going lower as our economy starts to falter here. So it should be cheap in 2024 would be my guess. So just wait till then. But That's what I'm planning for. Yep. Hotels are, are – so Lori and I are going for spring training, and, mm-hmm. and again, we, we can't stay at the uh, the courtyard. <laughs> Because it's not allowed. So when I'm traveling with my wife, so yeah. it's it's like ugh, it's Hotel it, Six is O two. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's right? just they're insanely <laughs> expensive. It's just like people just keep. I guess people still want to travel because you know you spent a year and a half you couldn't travel and right. hotels and flights. It's just ridiculous. So we are driving down. We're going to Florida, uh, but we will be there one of two weeks in. Okay. Uh, we haven't decided. I had a, I booked hotels for both weeks because uh, Lori's got to potentially go to Washington to she she is an activist for the juvenile diabetes and that's right. the week the first week we did was the the week of the twentieth of March and that's when we're going to go but uh, she that might's the week she's supposed to go to Washington so we're probably going to back it up a couple of weeks but I'm looking forward to it so. Well, you know, it's one of the reasons I I prefer and enjoy Arizona more than than Florida and spring training because I can I can go to Arizona and it's the off season. Okay, games are cheap. You know, if you yep. want to see the Yankees in spring training, you're not getting in for twenty five bucks. You know, it's going to cost you. Oh, it's no, going to cost you. A few it's, dollars. I'd go to be, Arizona and pay seven fifty and see all the all the bright young future stars of the game. Right? It just it that's just the other better. thing. I mean, that's the other thing too. Uh, you you can't get like you, know, you could sit out in the bleachers, Timmy, in the the blazing sun. But if you want to get a right. decent seat, you got to go to StubHub and pay seventy five, eighty bucks for a ticket. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not interested in seeing Aaron Judge get in his one at bat for seventy five, eighty bucks. Yeah. It, it's it, it's pretty amazing. So let me just uh, looking at flights in the middle of March going to Phoenix it, from my little Wilmington, uh, North Carolina airport. It's it's going to be over a thousand bucks. I know as it's come going to come up and it's just yeah. I'm not going to do it, Tim. I'm just no, not going to do it. So no, it, it is it is twelve hundred and forty dollars economy. That's how much it cost. Yeah, I can drive down for less than a thousand. Yep, that's two. So I, it would cost me twenty five hundred dollars for my wife and I to go to Phoenix. Other, and so we decided we'll just drive until these stupid rates, flight costs come yeah. down. So that's, yeah. what, that's what we're doing. I get so. it. I get it totally. You, no explanation required. Yep. <laughs> that's right, Timmy. That's a wrap, my friend. I will yep. talk to you on Sunday, maybe sooner if we get the second and third, second and short done. Yeah, definitely. It uh, gives me a goal for this week. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully sooner than next Sunday, Rich. And we also have to do the final division for prospects as well. So that'll be coming out soon, everyone. So uh, prospects, we got to finish all that stuff up and uh, get on with it. Sounds good. Uh, be safe. Be well. Have a good week, and we'll catch you sometime in the next seven days.